0: We're looking for all kinds of connections. It's not only a business connection, and that's the only way you're going to find that out is by having these intimate one-on-one conversations. Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your
1: audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome back to another episode of the Audience Converter podcast for community leaders, where we are talking all about what it is the business side of building a business and building a community to support both of those. And I'm super excited today to be talking with somebody who knows all about the power of building communities and why they are so important and key. Christy Ruffino is joining me today. She got her entrepreneurial start, what else? Selling Girl Scout cookies. She was the top Girl Scout cookie seller in her troop year after year. And since that time, right, she's gone on to author 13 books, build three six-figure businesses, and work with over 3,000 women, helping them increase their business revenue through clarity, strategy, collaboration, and increased invisibility. Of course, she's uh, been featured on lots of different places, com, WGN Radio, The Morning Blend TV Show, and she really is known, though, for founding the Dynamic Professional Women's Network, Inc. As I mentioned, right? She knows what it takes to actually build a community and creating the media favorite Overcoming Mediocrity Book Project and Podcast. She does all of this while managing a house with two kids, two grandkids, three dogs, and two goldfish that's a long list. All right. So Christy, I am so excited to talk community with you today and all the tips and tricks behind business building. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show.
0: Oh, I am so happy to be here, Kimberly. And I do want to give a little caveat. I now have three goldfishes. I was kind (laughs) of waiting for that number to dwindle, but my grandkids brought another one to the fish tank. So I don't think that I'm never going to be or ever going to be fishless. (laughs) I was like, is two really that different from three when it comes to goldfish? No, but you know, they started out as being uh, outside pond fish, little teeny, Mm. you know, feeder fish that they got for 10 cents. And at the end of the summer, I didn't want to have them turn into popsicles. So we brought them in, and that's been five years now. And they just keep getting bigger and bigger. And they don't seem to ever, like, I guess I didn't realize goldfish were, were so resilient, but these ones sure are
1: and it's all about the nurturing place as well i'm sure. So, you know, we mentioned a whole long laundry list of amazing accomplishments you've had, right? From Girl Scout cookie selling, being a top seller to, you know, 13 books i think and in all the different communities. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what was your journey like? What kind of got you into this world? What was your journey like to be doing what you're doing? Because i think that so many of us we all have our own path, right? And I love hearing about my guest's path and, and what took them onto that path.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of my um, things that I love is talking to people about their stories and how they wound up where they are now. And I never would have guessed years ago. Uh, I was very introverted, so I never would have guessed or it just wouldn't even believe that I would have started a networking organization for women. But I was in a situation where I was kind of forced to do the uncomfortable, which was at the time a little bit difficult. But I look back and I realized that was the best thing for me. Uh, But I was in a position with a new job after a very crazy divorce. And I had to start making money. And it was a sales position. And the only way for me to get clients was to get out and meet people and drum up business. And so For me, it was easier to go about networking with a team as opposed to going out and hitting the streets. So I brought together other women that I had met in the networking community, and we kind of created our very first chapter of what now is a national organization called the Dynamic Professional Women's Network. But back then, that was kind of the secret sauce that I knew I needed to do for me to just get a client or two. Um, to be able to get referrals from other people and for me to refer our business to them. And since then, we just continue to grow and lift each other up uh, 18 years later. So that's kind of where we are right now.
1: Wow. I must say, um, I always love when I hear people say that they used to be introverts because that was so me. Um, I can definitely recall the first conference I ever went to. I was like standing in a corner and you know, you're know, you kind of thinking in that, in that mind space, right? Of like, gee, I hope no one approaches me, but also gee, I really hope somebody approaches me yes. so I can actually
0: talk to people. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't feel so awkward, right? Standing by myself. I totally get it.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's similar for me, right? Uh, I kind of realized I was like, well, I paid to be here at this conference. I need to make it work for me. So I guess I'll have to come out of my shell a little bit. And, you know, I took the designated role approach. So my, my role was to meet my goals and my goals were like, I want to meet five new people or something a day. And every time I went back, I increased that until, you know, now I hosted two podcasts, regularly get on video, host live events, no problem. Uh, And it's very much a journey. So you kind of decided that uh, the best way for you to get clients, right, was, you know, referrals. Referrals are always really powerful, right? Because it's kind of like we borrow I've called it this before. It's like, you know, you're borrowing authority from somebody else because they're kind of endorsing you by sharing you with their community.
0: Absolutely. And honestly, the majority of the business I get right now is through referrals. And, um, you know, we all have to have a, a presence in social media. But sometimes that can be very daunting and not everybody has the the magic for getting out into the different social media platforms and really bringing in clients. And so I have a really great referral program. So right now, the majority of the people or the connections I have are through other clients or partners, or I think we've met in a organization that's all around building strategic partnerships. So for me, I feel that, like you mentioned earlier, you wanted to create a role for yourself. And for me, I have not only created a role to, you know, bring partners around me, but to help other people create those strategic partnerships. So it's been fun.
1: Absolutely. We did meet in a community that's all about strategic partnerships. And uh, when I was talking about the role, it was kind of like, you know, networking and referrals. It kind of sounds daunting at the beginning, right? We're like, uh, where do I start? What am I supposed to be doing? So one of the uh, first presentations, I was really lucky in the presentation I was uh, in the conference I went to because it was strictly for copywriters. And one of the uh, speakers at that very first conference was about, How do you market yourself? How do you network as an introvert? And uh, that was one of the first talks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so so excited. This this person was the first one to to speak. And she mentioned something about, like, you know, what is your role in the conversation? Right? How can you kind of give yourself a job, essentially? So instead of saying, oh, there's a room full of people, I need to connect with them, what does that mean? So instead, it was like, okay, I need to have this kind of conversation with this number of people. Now I need to make it happen. So it kind of just starts that process. So do you have any, you know, pearls of wisdom to share around how you can get that process started, right? You mentioned a good portion of your business comes from referrals or partnerships. How can people start on that path?
0: Well, I actually wrote a book about this many years ago. It's called Treasured Tribes, and it is kind of a, a networking one hundred and one. And those of us who have been in the networking world for a while, some of it seems very simple, but back then or when we're not sure the best step to take in networking or when we feel like we're not a good networker, it, it is about leveraging your strengths. And one of the tools that I used when I went to a big event is to look for the other people that felt just as awkward as I did. And so that was a really great kind of open door for me to go up and talk to them and and create that conversation. And then since then, I really have also made it a a kind of a priority to when, of course, when we are able to meet in person uh, to go with a buddy and not so I can hang out with them and feel comfortable that I've got like somebody by my side, but so I can work the room with that person and make introductions because there's nothing better for you as a business person, for you to introduce two people together you know you're not even a part of the equation but now you've been able to meet people and you realize all right this is a great connection and you introduce them what that does is it creates goodwill for both of them and for me it gives me a mission so you know those are a couple of the tips that I definitely would suggest is look for somebody else that feels just as uncomfortable as you and try creating strategic partnerships for other people together because uh, there's always, I, I, you know, we could probably look into our golden Rolodex. Even though I'm sure that if there's anybody on here listening that's, you know, 30 years or younger, they don't even know what a Rolodex is. You probably, Kimberly, <laughs> don't even know what, what that. Golden I know what a Rolodex, Rolodex is. Yes,
1: I would like to throw that out there. I know what a Rolodex is. I've used but that that's... term. I call it a digital Rolodex nowadays, right? But I do yes. know what one is. My grandmother yeah. had one. I played with it as a child. <laughs>
0: Oh, Too so funny, but yeah, that was a very common term in networking. Is having your golden Rolodex. So now we have our digital, our golden digital Rolodex. And um, yeah, I mean, the more we can do to support other people, they will in turn, or somebody or other people, you, the universe will bring people back to you that will support you back. And that is the power. Of
1: community. It's the power of networking. It's the power of just building a group of people around you who know who you are and what you do. Because as Christy just mentioned, right, there's so much opportunity in meeting people who know people who know people. And oftentimes we kind of short sell ourselves, I think, by saying, oh, this person doesn't know. I can't help this person directly was this worth my time, right? Uh, And was it worth their time, right? Because we want to be uh, making sure that everyone is is making great use of their time. But the the thing is, is at the end of the day, right, we all have a network of people we know. We may not recognize uh, how deep, how powerful, how broad our network is, But then when somebody says something to me, like the other day, I was talking with a a client of mine and they're like, yeah, you know, I've just, I've gone through like a slew of people who keep promising to build my website and it's still not finished. And I was like, you know, I actually know somebody who builds websites and I think they fix the exact problem. That you're looking to fix would you like an introduction now that person wasn't a fit for me Like I don't need someone to build my website to build my own But it created that opportunity and that connection and it was really powerful to have had that conversation and know That uh, that's a tool that's a
0: resource. That's a gift. I can give to somebody else Yes, absolutely. And I think that's one of the hard things about social media these days is we feel like we have to have this huge list of followers and, you know, this just really collect a big, huge group of people. And the, the that may seem great, but in reality, we can't help all of those people and we can't get to know all of those people. And so for me, I like to have or, or when i go to an event especially now online is schedule a one on one with at least one person from that event and and more if possible depending how uh, busy my week is or coming up but that way you can kind of spend a little time to learn a little bit about who they are, what their business is about, who a good referral is for them. And I may not be, be able to help them at that moment or even in the near future, but at some point things may come around like that website where I'll be able to then eventually make some sort of connection for them. And, and these days there are, we're looking for all kinds of connections. It's not only a business connection. And that's the only way you're going to find that out is by having these intimate one-on-one conversations.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, someone had mentioned this to me the other day about how, you know, we're called back when we can meet in person and, you know, the people that stand out, right, the people that you remember, you had a conversation about something other than business, right? Because everyone at the conference, everyone at the event, everyone at whatever gathering you're at, they're all there to talk business usually. So anyone you have a conversation with that doesn't just talk business, those are the people you remember. Those are the people that stand out, especially if you have some kind of similar interest. And so I teach the same type of thing when talking about your marketing, right? Make yourself a real person, share things outside of your expertise. And it's the same type of thing when we're doing networking, right? You want to have real conversations with people. And that extends beyond who do you serve and how do you do it. it? It goes into, you know, what are your interests? What's your life like? How can we connect on another level?
0: Yeah, and honestly, that's kind of where our stories come into play as well because we've all gotten to a place in our life and in our business that the majority of us, I mean, some of us are still are on on the journey, but the, the ones that have found their place in, in the business world – Um, Their story is a key piece of that, and so for us to hide that and neglect that and be very sterile on our online presence or even our in-person presence is not going to do us justice, and I know a lot of people want to kind of keep their personal life personal, and I actually had a client today that I was talking to, and um, she really wanted to keep her Facebook profile only personal and not let anybody in that she didn't personally know and keep it small and intimate. And that's great until you get to a place in your business where you need that online exposure. So getting your story out there is what really is going to set, you know, you apart from your competition. And there are so many ways that you can use that story, uh, your personal story, as a way for you to build connections and to really rise above the crowd.
1: Absolutely. And the other part to keep in mind is that you get to craft your own experience, right? So I'm a big fan, right? You have to share some stuff of you, but it doesn't have to be like the down and dirty. Oh, no. I mean, some people, they'll tell me, you know, I don't want to share my, my family life with people. I'm like, okay, but could you share your love of surfing or your love of craft brews or your love of crocheting? Like whatever that looks like. Uh, And they're like, oh, well, yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. I said, you know, that's still personal, though. It's still about you. It still makes you a real person who knows something more than marketing speak or who knows something more than coach speak, right? And that's kind of what draws people in. I know for my own emails and for my own marketing, I get so many comments when I'm sharing stories, when I'm sharing personal experiences. Now that could be something as, you know, I've shared stuff about uh, putting together a puzzle that would not end. It took me like four months and it drove me nuts. And then I related it back to marketing. Uh, But I got tons of emails about that being like, wow, I could really see what you were talking about, how, you know, this was complex and it was annoying you. And I've been there and I've done that. And, you know, I sometimes gave up doing puzzles because it was so complicated right? So when you're able to share, even the small bit, right? I call it your three personal things, right? Or your personal items. When you get on a plane, you can take a personal item and a carry on. So what is that personal item that you want to take everywhere, but you'd also be able to talk about and happy to talk about with anyone who meets you? So if somebody reads your emails and they meet you in person, and then they're going to say, oh my gosh, I love that you shared about whatever, what would those three things be?
0: I love that analogy. I never actually looked at it that way, but yeah, definitely get yourself out there. And I think another piece that we tend to miss sometimes as entrepreneurs are the stories from our clients because we all have success stories. And if we can share those In the world with our email marketing or with our social media, it's another way to create those connections. And then your audience, your potential clients can see the successes that they're looking for in the results you provide your clients. But I know so many people don't even use their testimonies they don 't even ask for them, and I know my clients love to be able to do that. I have to tie them down sometimes to get them to take the time to do it mm-hmm. um, but they do uh, really love once it's done and you know they they just want to support support and give back for the you know what we've been able to pro- provide for them
1: uh, i know it's it's hard to get testimonials, so I have definitely uh, gone the route of. When somebody shares something amazing, you immediately ask. Hey, yes. Can I use this as a testimonial? Like you you repeat it back to them because when we're put on the spot and we have to say something like, oh, this event was amazing because, and it's like four days after the event, we forget. We don't remember why. We know it was great, but we can't really come up with specific language around it. So like I was just on a summit and somebody shared on a Facebook uh, comment or something, you know, they had shared a, a an excerpt, the, the coordinator shared an excerpt on Facebook from, from the workshop and somebody commented on like what they'd done and the results. They'd gotten just from following the advice, and I said, Oh, cool, can I use that as a testimonial? Like, you know, take a screenshot of, of this comment yes. that somebody randomly did. It didn't yes. take any extra of my time, they've already said it, and they're like, uh, yeah, sure, no problem, right? And that's yep. those are the easy ways, but it's something that a lot of us overlook, right? As you said. People are wary of asking for the testimonials. They're like, I don't want to bother people. But people love being able to see themselves in success stories. It makes it so much easier for them to move to that yes position when they can say, oh, this person, they've got a a similar structure to me. They've got a similar offering to me. They have a similar business to mine. And it worked for them. So maybe it could actually work for me.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've, I've actually also got a couple screenshots from people texting me on my phone. So you take what you can get. Um, but you're right, we definitely have to catch them in the moment because it def- well, it's fresh on their mind. And do what we can to uh, save that and use that and share that story in the future.
1: So let's uh, switch gears a little bit. So we've talked a lot about, you know, how to do networking, how to build referrals, how to build those relationships, the power of testimonials, and why you want to use them. Let's talk a little bit about your process, right, and, and your experience with building a community. Um, I know you, you've built this, this national uh, organization for networking for for powerful women, so, what does your community and audience look like now kind of where do you Where do you meet people to bring them into your world, and what tools do you use to to convert them from community members to to audience and uh, clients
0: Well it's kind of a very long drawn out i wouldn't say process, but um, our community is kind of one that is continuing to grow and thrive it's continuing to thrive. Uh, but my focus personally has been more on building a community with women who sh- who want to share their stories. So, and, and how it blends together is that it's still about community. And so, whatever program that I offer in my coaching or in our publishing community in our publishing house, community is the core essence of it all. Because, you know, whatever we're doing team. We have to be a part of a team and we shouldn't be doing anything alone. The more we can rise up with other people, the it's just like the more successful we'll become. So if you if we want to go back to focus on building a referral network, then I think that would be just really finding strategic partners that can refer business to you who may have Maybe they can't refer business to you, but, you know, they offer other aspects of ways to support you. So, you know, I guess I don't have the the secret sauce in all that, it's, but it is, bottom line, it's about building relationships and taking the time to get to know the people that you meet in the business community and just see how you can support them.
1: I like that last phrase, right? See how you can support them because by giving your support to others, you get support back. And also, you know, you build that sense of camaraderie. You build that, uh, that community feeling because, you know, I'm one of those people, right? I want to help everyone anyway. So yes. I love being able to connect with somebody and be like, you know, I've got a tool I think that might be useful for you. Would you like it? You know, because it's something I've already created. It's something I'm already giving out, but maybe they don't know about it. So I think that the power is in building relationships and realizing that while there are things that you can set on automatic in your business building a relationship there parts of it, you can sit on automatic, like reminding yourself to reach back out to somebody. Uh, But it does take you and your investment and your time. Like you can't automate everything. And business is really at the end of the day, you know, people buying from you. So you have to get to know the people. Uh, So I think that's a good reminder for everybody out there is that, you know, not everything needs to be scalable, right? What are the things that you can still do one-on-one?
0: Yeah, we can't outsource that piece. You know, we can have somebody help us with scheduling and maybe, you know, doing email follow-up, but that conversation and getting to know your, your audience, your prospects, your clients is something that we can't, we can't automate or outsource
1: so, so true. So the thing you mentioned, right, is just the power of building those relationships and having those conversations. Is there anything that you found that was a struggle when building a community that others could uh, could benefit from hearing your, you know, your overcoming moment?
0: Hmm. You know, the struggle building a community. Um, (laughs) You know, there are different types of communities and different uh, I think this is just like when I'm working with my coaching clients is really identify who your client is, who your ideal avatar. And for me with the Dynamic Professional Women's Network, we have a very specific avatar of the women that are a part of our community. And just this last year, we tried to shift to be a more virtual community and even though virtual networking has been thriving everywhere, it didn't resonate with our with our people. They like being together. They like spending time together. All of our chapters, we have chapters that either meet for breakfast or lunch um, in certain geographical, you know, regions, and they like that. And so I've provided throughout the years, not only, you know, last year, but different opportunities for them to connect online and then to get more online, an online presence and just do things more digitally. And it was, though some of them like that, but the majority of our Client avatar didn't connect with that. So it made me realize that, yes, I need to really ask them what they want and get their feedback and really focus on what they want, not what I think they need. And so staying in touch with your clients and what their needs are and how you can authentically support them. And, and you know, if there's nothing wrong with evolving, but make sure you're evolving in a way that is resonating with them. Otherwise, you'll look back and realize, hey, what happened? This is not working. And then sometimes it's too late. <laughs> you built <laughs> another whole piece of your business. I spent hun- lots of money building an actual, years ago, a custom-built online networking platform because I thought they needed it. And it turned out that only about 10 people wanted it. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely a very um, expensive lesson for me. And so I think that's really important with whatever we do is just to make sure we stay in touch with our our clients, our audience who we're trying to serve and make sure when we do make changes that it's really something that they want.
1: Truer words have never been spoken. I went Everyone, uh, you out there listening to remember this, right? Don't just build something because you think they want it. It's important to be talking with our communities, talking with our audience, seeing how they're changing, constantly checking in. Because uh, I've heard that before from a lot of different people, right? We think one thing is what's what's right. So people will take the time. They build like a huge course. They, they invest a lot of money in making it look nice and building the right website and building the platform and doing a huge launch and they get crickets yep. because they found out it's not what their audience wanted. It's just what they thought they did. And that's a, that's a really powerful key takeaway there. So Christy, I want to say you know, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. If, uh, if somebody were to, to take away one step, what is that one action item people should do right now so they can start building that sense of community?
0: Well, I think one of uh, an important action step when you're out networking and making these connections is to schedule follow-up time to, or schedule time in your calendar to make those follow-up reach outs. Don't just have your calendar book with all these events and just think that all of the follow-up is going to happen because if you don't schedule that in, you probably won't. You'll, you'll get too busy. You'll forget it, it you know, it just doesn't it just never sometimes it doesn't sometimes always come to fruition so I would just say make sure when we're looking to build a strong community to schedule in that follow-up time and have a really great way to manage the connections and manage your notes and manage your system like have a great system to be able to go back and not just rely on your brain or you know posting notes but just to have a really great system to keep track of everything.
1: I think that's a great first step, and I want you guys to remember this, is that you need to schedule your follow-up time before you attend. Yes, Uh, totally. So, you know, if you've got an upcoming event, you've got an upcoming networking event, no matter what kind of a community or interaction you're looking to have at that place, I want you to now grab your calendar take out a pencil take out your google calendar put it in your phone whatever it is that you use and block off a good amount of time to actually follow up because it's true right other things intrude and then it's so hard for us to, to, to find the time to do that. And we'll look up and be like, Oh my goodness. Um, it's, it's been two and a half weeks since that thing happened. What was I supposed to do? So block the time now before you attend anything for every event you have on your calendar that you're going to make sure there's an immediate time after that for you to do your follow-up. Great, great piece of advice there, Christy. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about you and what you do, uh, where can they find you?
0: Well, so I have a couple of websites. I have my um, personal site, which is christyrufino.com. And then I also have my book. It's treasuredtribes.com. So that's a great way to find uh, this book on networking to help you or to help the your audience specifically build a five-star network of prospects, clients, and brand advocates. And then finally, we do have our Overcoming Mediocrity Project. So I know you were a guest on our podcast, the Overcoming Mediocrity Podcast. I was and indeed. It was a fantastic
1: yay. experience.
0: It was fun. And, and um, we have that episode scheduled to come out very soon. But that is a great way uh, by going to the com or just OvercomingMediocrity.org to connect with that whole mission uh, about helping women share their stories and share their We call them ninja tips so we can empower other people to achieve their, you know, next story as well.
1: Fantastic. Do be sure to check out all of those amazing opportunities for you to learn more about building your network, building your community. All of those links will be in the show notes. And of course, take a listen to the Overcoming Mediocrity podcast as well. Christy,
0: again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kimberly. I was so happy to be able to get you on my calendar and you got on my calendar. And it's just been a lot of fun to be able to support each other in this way.
1: Absolutely. And it all comes down to collaboration and support everyone. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, everyone remember, keep calm, carry on and make some connections. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.